So you create the emotional energy that you want from someone, you create it within yourself. So you want that love, you want the acceptance, the kindness, the trust, all of that, like have it inside of you. And then you're going to attract that emotional energy in someone else. Because otherwise, that's why the guy who doesn't show up for you keeps showing up for you, but not showing up for you. Hey guys, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Carly and Mia. Hi, this is a very exciting milestone for us, episode 20. Soon, I promise, we'll stop doing the numbers. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it is episode 20. Yeah, and we had a very fun guest that we're excited to release. We had Kelly Chase of Love is Blind. So if you experienced quarantine like the rest of us, Love is Blind was a huge part of that. (laughs) I know it doesn't feel it's so crazy. It was like six months ago that I was watching the show, but it really can't we talk I think about this a little bit on the episode about how it really came out at the exact right time because it was right when everyone needed like a show to binge and at least speaking for myself and I don't really watch any shows like that. Like I've never even seen The Bachelor, but I binged Love is Blind in like three days. Yeah, same. And I feel like everyone was talking about it. Like even Dan was talking about Love is Blind. So Yeah, <laughs> swept, my mom watched to the nation. Everyone watched it. <laughs> But she's also a health and mindset coach, so she shared a lot of insight, and we didn't only talk about Love is Blind. She has a lot of great things to share. Yeah, so even if you haven't seen the show, you should go watch it, but if you haven't seen it, you'll still love the episode because, like Mia said, we do talk a lot about having a healthy mindset and self-love and a lot of the things that Mia and I love to talk about. Kelly had such a great perspective on, and then sprinkled in there, we talked about the show and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that was really cool to hear about, so I think you're really going to love the episode. Yeah, it was really fun. But we haven't talked almost all weekend. I feel like I haven't even, we haven't texted as much and you've got a baking spree. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yesterday, all I did was bake and then you (laughs) went out both nights of the weekend. So we didn't really text so much at night. And then today I was helping out all day at my family's farm. So I feel like we've just been on opposite schedules. Yeah, I know. I haven't gone out much like we went out to dinner, but otherwise I haven't really been like taking advantage of the new neighborhood. But I went out Friday with my friends that live in the building. We went to dinner and sat outside. And then last night I hung out with my friends. I was with Olivia actually, who we recorded with, Olivia of Peloton. And it was so much fun. It was just so fun to like catch up with my friends. I hadn't seen them in a really long time. Yeah, that sounds so nice. On Friday, did you just go out in your area? Yeah, we went across the street and had wine, and it was really fun. That sounds so nice. I feel like now is the time that we all have to take advantage of outdoor dining before it starts to get too cold. Yeah, I ran upstairs to get like a winter coat because I was so cold out there. Yeah, it's so crazy. This morning, up where I'm from, it was like 40 degrees. Oh my god. Yeah, Yeah. it's suddenly winter again. (laughs) Yeah, it is really crazy, but I can't believe the weekend is ending. We're recording this right now on Sunday night, and I feel like the weekends are just flying by. Yes, I know. I'm so sad it's already Sunday night. Oh, but I'm making. Carly and I had to delay the intro a little because I've decided to make my first attempt at making bolognese. Ooh. (laughs) I actually had it last night, and now I just want it again, so I- I feel like you make that, though. No, I've never made it. I'm 
making Bon Appetit's best bolognese recipe. So wow, TBD. That sounds so good. But you make sauce like pretty regularly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always make my own sauce, my mom's recipe that's just in a note on my phone. But this was much more complicated than I thought I was getting myself into. And it's not even complicated. <laughs> what are you going to have it with? Rigatoni. And then I just got Italian bread. So this is like the best comfort meal for Sunday night. That's like the perfect October Sunday night meal. Yes. We're having pasta also. So we're having butternut squash ravioli. Yum. Is it homemade? It's from like one of those companies where it comes like refrigerated. Um, We sell it at my family's farm. And then we have this butternut squash sauce there. It's actually a butternut squash bourbon sauce. I posted it to our Instagram. It's on our story. And I've never tried it before, but I'm excited to try it. Yum. That sounds amazing. We both have really good meals to look forward to tonight. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> fall meals. So Mia mentioned I was baking all day yesterday. So that's the new thing that I tried this week was a few new recipes that I'll be sharing to our Instagram very soon. Probably by the time this is out, I would have shared the focaccia recipe, which is so good. It was the first time that I made it and it came out amazing. It was like with my sourdough starter. So everything that I made yesterday was just a variation of sourdough. So I made this focaccia bread, which had like rosemary and olives and a lot lot of olive oil. And then I made a cinnamon raisin sourdough bread and then a regular sourdough bread. So it was just baking up a storm and sourdough recipes are very involved. So it was like hours and hours of me just like folding dough and putting it in the oven (laughs) and like kneading and all of that. Hence why we didn't talk all day. You need to start sending me bread. (laughs) I know. I need to move to Brooklyn so that I can be your neighbor and deliver you bread. Yeah. If I attempted sourdough, like am I cheating if I don't make my own starter? I mean, is that no. like part of it? <laughs> it's not cheating. You can like order a starter online, but I actually tried doing that like before COVID, probably back in like January or February. And it, I tried it like three times and it never worked. And then I made my own and it ended up working and like it's so good. So I like don't really recommend buying your own starter. Okay. Well, if I ever attempt, I will need you to help. So it'll be when you move to Brooklyn. So you because can help me. <laughs> have the recipe for our classic sourdough on our blog. So we have the sourdough starter guide, which answers like every question you could possibly have about making your starter. We have a recipe for an actual sourdough bread. And then we also have some ideas for using your leftover sourdough starter we have the sourdough hamburger buns and then we have the sourdough pizza crust so head over to our blog if you have any interest in making anything sourdough yeah carly's fueling the blog with all of these great recipes (laughs) (laughs) but yes that sounds like a great weekend my new thing, I got a book, it is Melody Beattie, Journey to the Heart. So I had always seen like Sweats in the City post about this. And I actually didn't realize it's 365 meditations. So there's dates and you just read the oh. daily meditation for the date that it is, which I thought was cool. And we talk about journaling a lot and like morning routines and even a lot with the episode today with Kelly. And I have a hard time like getting up and journaling. So the fact that this is like kind of a prompt and just sets the day or starts the day on a certain note that gives me an opportunity for a journal prompt. So I'm excited to start adding that into my daily routine. Yeah, that will be so fun. And I've definitely seen Sluts in the City post about it. I feel like Elizabeth has been posting about it for years though. So I'm curious if she just goes back through it if it's like just 365 things. But yeah, it always has very like inspirational quotes and passages to start the day with. So I'm excited for you to have that. Yes, today was self-acceptance. So it was a good one. 
Yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah, but otherwise, it's pretty much all here. I'll let you know how my bolognese comes out. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait to hear about it. And I can't wait to share our new recipes. And I can't wait for the next time we're together. I feel like we recorded another episode this week that will be coming out in a few weeks. And we were talking about how we can't wait to record in person. And I feel like that will be pretty soon, hopefully, when I'm in the city and we can start doing things in person. It just feels like it felt so far away when we first started doing this back in May but now it seems like we're at a point where hopefully we can be doing that soon yeah I wonder where we'll record I record in my closet by the way for sound purposes so I'm picturing (laughs) us both sitting in my closet well if I get one of the apartments (laughs) that has like an extra like den office in it then we can just have it be our recording studio yes wait I'm actually having ideas to decorate this said recording studio in your new apartment so yeah I think that would be really fun (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoy the episode with Kelly and yeah, we'll see you next week with another episode. I think we're doing a solo soon. Yes, I'm excited for that. We'll have a solo for you hopefully next week. And we have a few more recorded that we're excited to release. We've had so many amazing guests that we've talked to recently. So super excited for everyone to hear them. And of course, leave us a rating and a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And don't hesitate to reach out. Send us a message on Instagram with any questions or if there's any topics that you want us to cover. Yes. So see you next week. Enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome back. Today we're here with Kelly Chase. She is a business and mindset coach, and we're so excited to have you on today, Kelly. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Hi, yes, we're so excited. Can you start maybe by telling all of our listeners about yourself, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do now? Yeah, sure. So I am born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm still here. I love it, but also I love traveling. So (laughs) I'm hoping to get out and go somewhere soon. But yeah, so I, long story short, I became a health coach back in 2013 and just have since over the last couple of years evolved into like the business and mindset coaching space after my own journey. What was interesting was the whole Love is Blind experience actually kind of was the catalyst for me to invest in my own business and mindset coach. Because I was like, it was a whirlwind, which I know we'll get into. But yeah, yeah, it was like quite a whirlwind. And I was like, I need to like focus back on my business. Like my mind is like in so many different places right now. So invested in a business and mindset coach. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, you did more for my mind than you did my business half the time. Yeah. (laughs) She was literally like a therapist for me, amazing, incredible woman. So it literally was like the kickstart to like me being like, oh my God, like I have to do this for girls, like women entrepreneurs, like I have to give them the same experience I just went through. So that's kind of what evolved me into a business and mindset coaching. And I actually... I work full time too right now. Um, I had gotten myself in a little financial pickle with all the investments in coaches and health and all the things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just kind of created opportunity for myself instead of working multiple like part time jobs, hustling to make a buck. I was like, well, let me get like a corporate job, consistent income, full benefits, <laughs> like the whole nine yards. So right. definitely was helpful in helping me get my financial situation in a better place. And yeah, and obviously my business then has come from a place of just ease and fun versus doing things for money, you know? Right. Well, that's great. And whenever we hear about people investing money into things that make them feel better, that's so worth it because that investment is for you and for your personal growth. So that's awesome. 
definitely. But prior to incorporating that mindset coaching, you were a health coach. So was that something you always wanted to do? How did you really get started even in that area? Yeah. So I was, no, I didn't, I didn't even know what a health coach was before I like went through the certification program really. A lot of people Um, still don't. Yeah. Yeah. It was very new. The only reason I really knew was actually my mom went through IIN about a year and a half before I did. So I was raised like my family, my mom, my mom researches all the time. She's constantly reading health books and diet books and all the things. She's just very health conscious. So we were raised as vegetarians, like no processed sugars, like using homeopathic remedies, like very, very holistic lifestyle, how to garden ourselves, you know, that kind of thing. So health has always just been around me, but I never thought to like, you know, get like a dietitian or, you know, I never even thought to go into nutrition or health or like sports science, nothing like that in college. In college, I just, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. So I got a fashion merchandising degree and never did anything with it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is not what I want to do. It was just not something I was passionate about. I was like, I like shopping, but not like, not that. Right. My sister went to school for fashion. So I was like, oh, I'll just kind of like follow in her coattails and it just was not a passion of mine. I kind of lost that. And kind of like from my first job out of school was like staffing and recruiting. That's actually what I'm doing right now too, which is funny. Everything comes full circle in my life, I feel like. (laughs) And yeah, but like after the recruiting, I got into sales and was at a sports technology job for almost eight years. During that time, I got certified in 2013 from IIN and... I left that job in like 2017. So I was there still a few years and trying to do all the things in the hustle, masculine energy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, my mom kind of encouraged me to actually get the health coaching certification because she really enjoyed the program. And then she was like, Kelly, if you don't ever do anything with it, I think it would be good for you just personally to like have the knowledge. So that's what I did. But I don't know if y'all are familiar, but IIN, they take you through and they set you up to start your own. Yeah, so I'm actually enrolled in IIN right now. It's kind of funny because everything you just said is like so relevant for me because I work a full-time corporate job in sales. And then we started this podcast a few months ago and around the same time we were starting it, I was thinking more about what I wanted to do in terms of following my passion. And then I ended up hearing more about IIN and enrolling in it and I'll be finishing in November. But it's like what you just said, like doing all the things. Like I feel like you have to kind of do that. Otherwise- I can't just like right now kind of quit my job and be a health coach because I want to have those things like benefits and everything like that. But it's still cool to hear about somebody like really pursuing their passion while still like supporting themselves financially and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think more intimately recently, I've been learning, I guess over since like the last two years, I've just been learning more of like masculine and feminine energies and the difference of like, I'm still hustling if you quote unquote want to call it that because I'm working all the time, I feel like, but I can feel a different energy about it. Like I'm more in like a flow, which is the feminine versus like I'm burnt out. I just don't want to do anything and I want to like surrender and give up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but before I was working full time, health coaching, I was maybe bartending, working promotions. I was doing like all the things and I would just disconnect on the weekends, totally like not work on my businesses just probably go out boozing with my friends, honestly, which was not, which did not create a healthy lifestyle for me. I mean, I'm a health coach and one, I'm working at a bar until four in the morning. Yeah. 
And two, I am like intoxicated on the weekends. It was just like a continuous cycle over and over again. So 2017, I put an end to all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you what drink caused now? that change? Was it like working with the mindset coach that you worked with? Is that what kind of caused the shift? Um, so in 2017, I was just, well, I had been working with, y'all are from New York, so you're probably familiar with Active. It's an all audio-based fitness. Mm-hmm. So I was one of their trainers and it exposed me to a lot of people, obviously, because these people were taking all of my classes. And so I would have like, you know, whether it's Instagram or through Facebook, just messages of like, oh my God, your workout's like changing my life, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all of those messages coming in, it was such a humbling experience. And I was like, what am I doing selling this product that that is not changing someone's life. I worked for sports technology, so it was like enhancing their like performance, but not like really their life. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> I was like, there's something more to life than what I'm doing. And with Active and my health coaching, I was making enough money to at least pay my bills and support myself. So I was like, I'm quitting. I'm leaving my corporate job. And I did. And I just took off on this like spiritual journey. I mean, I took a like solo trip to Denver, Colorado. I was out there for like two weeks and I had people to like stay with or whatnot. But I went like hiking by myself, like did all these things that I had never done or was too afraid to do. And it was the best thing. And then I started listening to podcasts and it was weird because I'm like, first podcast I started listening to was Angie Lee. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's like this huge health and wellness, like marketing millionaire guru girl. I don't even know how to her. I have to look her up. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's very, very helpful for like starting your business. Helps you like hone in on your niche and everything. So I think Instagram somehow highlighted her and found her in my search pages. I don't know. Yeah. So I like came across her and she was actually the first business coach that I invested in before I hired my like one-on-one. And I don't know, I just started listening to her podcast. I read more personal development books in 2018 than I probably read books in my entire life. I was just like one after the other. I was not going out on the weekends anymore. I mean, my parents would call on a Friday night and they're like, hey, Cal, what are you doing? Going out with your friends? And I'm like, no, I'm reading. And they're like, where did my dog go? Where did she go? <laughs> this is like me right now. I'm like reading and listening to all of like the life like <laughs> books. Ah, it was so transformative I and mean, just helped me to really improve my emotional intelligence. I don't even know if I knew what that word meant 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I've right. so much deeper involved with how I was feeling, why I was feeling certain ways and what my passion was. I feel like my passion like evolved within such a short period of time because I was investing whether monetarily or just time and energy into like all of these online coaches that were just speaking life into me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just need so much of that inspiration and Was that shift because of also your experience on the show? I know you mentioned that after that's when you really started investing in like this mental and mindset. So where did that fall in the timeline? Yeah. So let's see. I had just gone through Angie Lee's mastermind program. So I had learned a bunch of the business strategy, implemented it, actually made a majority of my return on investment (laughs) while I was doing it. Because I wanted to ask, like, did you find it to be worth it? Like some of those programs, you just don't know if they're going to be worth it. Right. Yes. Yep. And I would say, well, I guess for our scenario, she taught us like how to create like a passive, like evergreen course, like while we were obviously in her program and she held us accountable to doing it. So like I said, I was able to do that. And as I honed in more on my niche, then I was able to get more one-on-one clients. So the two income streams coming in, I was able to like pay it off, almost pay it off. We had to start filming like (laughs) right after the mastermind. So I probably would have like that next month or whatever, but we had to leave our cell phones and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. This. Like, how did you end up on the show? Like, how did it all come to be? 
Yeah. So crazy enough, years prior to my ex-boyfriend who, okay, so the guy that they exaggerated on the show of me being like so infatuated with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend was not infatuated. Like we've been broken up for like eight years. Like I'm not still infatuated with this man. But anyway, so he actually reached out to me. This was probably like a year after we broke up, like literally 2012. And he was like, he sends me a text and he's like, hey, Cal, just wanted to like let you know that I gave your information to a casting director because they contacted me for some like dating show. I can't do it because of my job, but I thought you would be really good at it. And I was like, <laughs> what? I'm like, hope you don't, don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I should take this as like a thank you. Like, should I thank him for this? Or if I should be offended that I'm like, what, can I not find my own man? Like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Were you guys like still in touch or this was just yeah. out of the blue? Yeah, no, we were like acquaintances. We were on good terms. <laughs> like, what in the world? It was so funny. So, I mean, I got the phone call or whatever, and they were actually casting for Married at First Sight, like their first season. Oh. They filmed that in Atlanta. I went through a couple of the interviews, and then I was like, hold up, wait. The first episode is me walking down the aisle and I have to marry someone. My mom might murder me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, it was obviously years later in 2018, someone reached out and they're like, hey, we still have your information on file for when you interviewed for Married at First Sight. Are you still? Single. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you still single? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I really enjoyed their pitch. Again, I had already like started so much like personal development that I was like, you know what, Kel, either you put yourself out there and you do meet someone or you put yourself out there and maybe they have a friend or a brother or who knows? And I don't even know if I'll make it that far to even like be selected. Who cares? Just keep going through the process and yeah. be open to the possibility of whatever can happen. So that's what I did. Yeah. yeah like right. it was thrown your way for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thought process I was in. I was like, everything is happening for a reason. Just go with it. <laughs> yes. What was your dating life at the time? Like between that ex-boyfriend that pitched you for the show and when you actually went on, like, how were you in the state of mind and relationships? Or was that kind of on the back burner when you were pursuing all of the courses that you were doing in the career? No, that's a great question. So like I said, he and I broke up like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. And because I really don't think that I ever like heal from that situation, I just continued the same song and dance as far as working all the time. And I mean, yeah, I was hurt for a long time, probably like a year with that relationship breakup. And it was pretty intense. The only time I've spent a Christmas time away from my family was like with his family. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, okay, you're not spending your Christmas away from here until you have a ring on your finger next time. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're right. So yeah. But anyways, I think I felt it was obviously more serious because I spent a Christmas with this family, but it wasn't. (laughs) So we broke up. (laughs) But it took me a long time to really like move forward and get over that. And my dating, I think just because I never really like healed from the actual relationship behaviors. I was no boundaries, creating stories in my head and allowing guys to take advantage of the situation. Like Kelly's so nice. Like, of course she'll make out with me. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like losing myself in the relationships. And that was another reason too, like why in 2017, it's like, I have to make so many changes, quit my job, start doing different things on the weekends too, because I can't keep doing this. Like I'm literally doing the same song and dance and how am I going to meet anybody? Not to say you can't meet someone at a bar, but it's like, okay, 
you're meeting them the wrong way. Go do something different. And it was funny because like the first few months after I left my corporate job, my girlfriends were like, Kelly, maybe go to like a, I don't know, like a Lululemon like pop-up event and like go do like workouts and stuff like in the middle of the day with people like sober events. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And I did one time and this guy actually got my phone number, never called. I was like, girls, I'm just going to tell you. I was like, it doesn't matter if you're sober or you're drunk. They still don't call you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just so funny. But yeah, I just pretty much like after my Denver trip in 2017, after that is when I just started like diving into everything more heavily. And yeah, I didn't date. I literally just became a homebody pretty much until we went on the, sh- like started filming the show, which was in the beginning of October, 2018 is when we started. Yeah. Filming. Yeah. I guess almost a full year. I was not being crazy. <laughs> yeah. So many people that we talk to, that's the advice they give, like in the relationship realm. Like if you are having repeated behaviors or you're being discouraged in relationships, or maybe you're not even sure like what exactly you're looking for, like take a detox, a dating break. So yeah, I feel like that's a really good step to like finding what's next. And then you went on the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which was awesome. I mean, I I absolutely loved my experience on the show. I honestly didn't think that I was gonna like match with someone because I think the story that I kept having in my head was like, I'm too picky. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so how did it work when you went on the show? Like, could you tell even your family that you were going on it? Like, what did you? Yeah, yeah, we could. And I did like, I guess they were in it, obviously. Yes. Yeah, they were in it. So yeah, you had to like not post on social media and all that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like while we were filming, we didn't have our phones until we kind of got back to like real life in a sense, meaning when we could live together. Yeah. uh, We had our phones and like whatever. But yeah, we weren't able to like post anything about us. Were you still working? Yes, I was still working. The health coaching, obviously, like I said, it just kind of like took a pause. I had a one-on-one client at the time and I had told her what I was doing because she was actually in the film industry. I told her and just because I felt like I needed to tell her because she could have like given me some tips or something too. Yeah. So anyways, and I was like, listen, when I get back from everything, we'll just continue, you know, working together. And she was like, yeah, that's totally fine. So it worked out that way. But as far as like working with Aptive, I just took pretty much like a two month break with them too. yeah. Yeah. And how long was the actual filming? Like the time that you didn't have your phone before you went back to like real life. Yeah, seven weeks. Wow. wow. I didn't realize it was that long. They, they make it seem like you guys fall in love over like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, no, it took us like a full week. It was a total of seven days that we were like in the pods. Oh, wow. And you just said you felt like you were so picky dating. So then you're on Love is Blind where you can't even see the person. So how was that whole experience? Yeah, it was awesome. So it's funny because Kenny was actually my first date, like speed dating. So we went from like, there were 15 women and 15 men and we did the speed dating rounds every day. But the first day it was like seven minute dates with everybody. So seven minutes goes by real quick. Yeah. Or it can go by real slow if you're talking to someone you definitely don't match with. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, it was so fun. I actually had like a immediate connection with Kenny. We both had kind of like a nervous giggle. I thought his laugh was like the cutest thing. And after that, I mean, every like date from there, I mean, we just, it felt like we had known each other for a while. Like our conversations just were very fluid and just very open, vulnerable. The same thing with like, because obviously we all dated all the guys. Damien and I had a really like strong relationship too. Giannina's Damien. Oh yeah. I was like, I didn't remember who he was, but now I remember. That's so interesting. I can't picture like dating through a wall. I mean, 
Also, it's like so funny in the room. You go in and you like have a glass of wine and sit down. You're like on this date just through the wall. So, so you said it was like a week of speed dating. And then after that, can you kind of like choose when you get to see or date the person? Yeah. So every day a guy was eliminated or like on both ends, a woman was eliminated. So we were able to just kind of like process of elimination throughout those few days. So like the time that you spent talking on your dates got longer because you didn't have as many guys to go on dates with anymore. Right. Yeah. Did you two ever talk about like expectations of the show or what was supposed to happen? Like obviously the show you're supposed to either say yes, I do, or walk away from the altar, but I know they don't show all the conversations on television. So did you have any of those like real conversations? Like what's actually happening here? Is this what we want or is that like what you sign up for no matter what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like what you're signing up for, but yeah, Kenny and I did have the conversation like, why not? I think we were both in that situation of like, let's just let's do it like we obviously made a connection let's just get engaged and like let's see where this goes you know I think the both of us were like what are we fucking doing (laughs) crazy but I felt like Kenny and I were very level-headed people (laughs) yeah in real life but for the show too so I think the same thing just kept coming up for me I'm like Kelly just surrender to what's possible we don't know so yeah we just kind of took the leap of faith and kept going yeah what was it like when you saw him like did he look like what you expected him to look like Kind of, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it was like his Southern accent, but I pictured a tall blonde guy. I have no idea why. I don't know why I alluded it, but so when he walked out and he was tall and blonde, I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I was attracted to him. When we actually met, he kissed me and I was like, okay, I'm like really attracted to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah, it was really good kiss there, but. Yeah, I mean, just so, so sweet, like got down on a knee and actually like did yeah. get the ring. So. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what was it like at the house? Were you in the house? Is that where you like, mm-hmm. with yeah. like a bunch of girls? So was anyone else like, were you competing for Kenny? Like, was anyone else kind of hoping that he would choose them? Um, you know, kind of. Obviously, it wasn't like a huge like trifecta like Jessica, Barnett, and Elsie. So it wasn't like dramatic like that. I think Kenny and I's connection to the producers was a lot stronger. Although, yes, there was some like, hmm, like maybe there could be another connection going on. So Elsie actually had a connection with Kenny also. And then this girl Lexi also did too. Poor Elsie. She was like really (laughs) connecting with everyone and didn't get any of them. I know, I know. I know. And she's such a funny process. And obviously, like, I'm sure you were not expecting, like, first of all, it was like the perfect storm of like the timing. Like, I feel like this show came out at just the right time. Like, everyone was home, everyone was binge watching it. I, like, admittedly have never watched any dating show. Like, I've never even seen an episode of, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette, and I watched this show in, like, four days. Like, I just binge watched. (laughs) It was, like, I don't know what – I couldn't look away. It's so funny. I, too – I've watched episodes of The Bachelor and like some other shows, but I've never like binged a season. I've never, I've never seen a whole season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I've never seen, I don't think any reality shows front to back. Yeah. Yeah, Same. I was never like a huge like dating show person, but same thing. Like it was the perfect time. My boyfriend was obsessed with it. All his guy friends were obsessed with it. So like that must have been just so crazy. Like, did you expect the public reception to be this massive? No, no, we didn't. 
I mean, we obviously knew that, yeah, it was going to be picked up by Netflix, but no, we had absolutely no idea. And just like, honestly, because we filmed it in 2018 also, we were like, is it actually ever going to come out? Yeah. <laughs> they were just waiting for a global pandemic. I know. I know. <laughs> so wild. It was so, so crazy. But yeah, I mean, I guess just from people being forced to be at home, that, it definitely kicked our responses up a lot. Yeah. Well, you guys also, you and Kenny, I feel like we're the most normal couple on the, on the show. Like, not to say anything bad about any of the people on the show. I'm sure you've gotten that before. You guys, like, didn't have so much, like, drama, and it was kind of, like, relatable for a lot of people that would watch it. When did you tell your friends? So, I would say, like, our wedding, we were able to invite, you know, friends. So, those were probably a majority of my best friends were all there. So... And I think we could invite like 50 on each side or 30. Oh, wow. I knew in my heart of hearts that I was not going to go through with the wedding. So I didn't invite like every relative I had because I'm like, I'm not going to uproot people from Arizona to come watch me say no <laughs> at an altar, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was mainly just my friends that were there and obviously my immediate family. But as far as like anybody outside of that, I don't remember telling anybody else because I had like a girlfriend that I've like grown closer with. I saw her maybe like the week before the airing. And then the show came out and she was like, what the hell? Oh my God. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, uh, surprise. (laughs) So funny. We haven't even mentioned the elephant in the room that you didn't go through with. Yeah. Assuming everyone listening has watched it unless you're living under a rock. But (laughs) uh, spoiler alert, (laughs) Kelly is not married. (laughs) And I mean, we listened to the Girls Gotta Eat episode and you've opened up a lot more about this now, about the experience afterwards, which we clearly didn't see on camera. That was you saying no and wanting to either like keep that in open communication in the relationship. But I understand that was a little bit of a difficult time. So what was that whole aftermath experience like? Yeah. So yeah, to your audience listening, I said I don't at the altar um, because my head and my heart were just like not connecting. That was pretty much it. I was not in love with him at that point. And him and I had communicated whatever is said at the altar. I think we're mature enough to handle. We can like continue dating because I think we both wanted to explore what us would be like without cameras and all of that. Right. So that was the plan. And I said no at the altar. And then in a couple of days that he was just like, Hey, I think that we need to just like take some time apart. Like, let's get back to like our real life and just kind of like see where things go in a sense. And he said it so casually, but like in a weird way. I don't, I don't even know how to explain Yeah. Like we were just engaged. Like, yeah. It was like, Hey, like this has been great, but year around, like that's kind of like, <laughs> like I didn't know what to say. I just was like looking at him and he was like, I mean, we'll talk. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, did you not have the same experience I just had? Also, didn't he say I do? No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? Oh, you, so you said I don't first. Yeah, yeah. They didn't show him saying I do or I don't. So. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's so interesting and that's so frustrating because it's like the yeah. whole show I feel like is yeah. around the concept of like you have that connection with right. the person and it's like just because you aren't ready to get married and walk down the aisle like you would still expect to be able to then like see what happens and that's such like a weird casual like way to yeah. go about yeah. it. Yeah, it was super weird and I mean his last words were like we'll still talk or whatever and he like again it, it just was awkward it was really weird and no, like three days later, still hadn't heard from him. And I'm like, oh my God, like I was broken up with, you know? And so it was like ultimate rejection. And I cried like every single day for a while. That was when it was probably like a month after the show was when I like, 
called this girl that I knew that did business and mindset coaching. And I was like, I have to get my like act together. Like I'm falling apart over here. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, I need to go like all in on my business. Like help me, help me, help me. And she helped me identify, like I wasn't in love with him and I wasn't upset because I lost the greatest man there ever was. It was because I was rejected. Girls don't like to get rejected. We lose control of the situation and we just don't like it. So it was more that. And obviously, yeah, I loved him and I was loving the man that I was getting to know. And yes, I wanted to see where it would go without the cameras and everything. But later on in hindsight, and I said this in like one of my like press interviews, they actually pulled like Kenny and I to the side after the reunion show was being filmed. And they were like, hey, like what happened to you guys? Like after the show, like what really happened? And Kenny just said his spiel of like, yeah, I mean, you just kind of had to like get back to, to life and blah, 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 blah. And, and then she turned to me and she's like, you know, well, like what's your side of the story? And I just started bawling and I like looked at him and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to tell them the truth. <laughs> like, Wait, yeah. had you not spoken until the reunion? Um, we had, we had a few times because there was a guy that also did the show that did this event called Brawl for a Cause and he got a lot of us contestants involved because it's like a charity event. So we all like volunteering to help out with that and stuff. So like I saw him at that event, super, super small talk there, which I got kind of ticked off about. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting like mad for you. Like the whole, like we had to get back to real life. Like just because you were filming a show doesn't mean it wasn't real life. You were still like building this connection. Yeah, no, exactly. So after, after I got done sharing all the things with this reporter too, him and I walked out of the room and like, we sat down and he apologized. Like he was like, I'm really sorry. And I go, I was like, no, I mean, it's like, it's totally water under the bridge now. And as I said, during the interview, I'm like, in hindsight, you are a very self-aware person, Kenny. I was like, you knew what you needed to do to get back to normal. I said, maybe the show effed you up a little bit more than I thought it did, you know, and obviously it did me too. (laughs) So after working with the mindset coach myself, and over this whole last year and a half now, it's like, I have so much self-awareness that it's not selfish, but when you're taking care of yourself, you're also obviously able to love yourself and give yourself better to other people. And I just think that that was him. Like he was just very aware of what he needed to do to like figure life out at that time. And so I was like totally forgave him and we have no bad blood, like totally respect him as a girlfriend, you know, or fiance now, but like everything is good. But yeah, I definitely had some like frustration towards him for a long time just because I'm like, I never really felt like I got closure. And a part of me is like, I still never really had like a conversation of like, were you actually feeling the same thing I was feeling or were you just going through the show? Yeah. So that is a question that I still have, but it doesn't matter. Like he fell in love with someone else and they're engaged and like, I'm not in love with him. I think it's just like a question that I'll never have an answer to. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you guys shared an experience that a lot of people can't understand because no one else has done like things like that. So what has your dating life been like since the show? Um, well, after the show, when I was like working with my coach, I did go on a couple of dates and talk about being like self-aware, just very confident in myself. I definitely was like, I was different. It's funny because like watching myself back, you know, in February, like watching the show. And then like one of my best girlfriends said this too. I was like, I've grown so much since that show. Like I thought that I was pretty confident and very self-aware at that time, but like how much more I've grown since then is just wild. But yeah, like I had gone on a date with some guy who had like recently gotten out of like an engagement. And I, he tells me this, like on our second date, he was one person I actually did tell about the show because I kind of made a joke about his engagement. I was like, oh, I was just engaged too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, totally different scenario, but (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I was like, you know, you're recently out of an engagement. I was like, I've been fixing guys my entire life. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I was like, and you're not ready for a relationship. And I am. And he was like, no, I'm like totally fine. And I was like, you feel like it right now. You're not fine. <laughs> like, wow. Anyway. Props to you. That's like, yeah. I feel like very strong to be able to say that. Thank you. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting because a couple, maybe it was like a month and a half later, I kind of had pulled away from him knowing that. And I reached out to him just because I hadn't heard from him either. And like at that time he was like, well, can we still hang out or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, it's totally cool. Like we can kind of hang out. He's like, you're like, you're really cool. Like, I want to just like, like, we still go to dinner. I'll take you on like dates, but we can just be friends. I'm like, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like we, we grew a friendship out of it, but yeah, like I said, there was like a month and a half that went by and we like didn't talk or anything. And so I reached out one day and he responded and he was like, Kel, you are so right. I was not okay. He's like, the last month was my anniversary of when I proposed to my ex- And he goes, I've not been in a good place. And I'm like, that's okay. I was like, go through it. Heal, like heal what you need to heal. I was like, just, you know, you'll come up better on the other side. Like totally fine. I just want to let you know, like I just had to like take a distance, whatever. And what I'm here for you as your friend, if you need me to. And yeah, I mean, him and I had like kind of kept in touch. Again, it's just like a friendship there. But after that, I guess probably over the last year, I had been entertaining um, a guy that I grew up with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We actually ended it just recently because we both knew it wasn't going anywhere. Like we were like having our like, not breakup, but whatever you want to call it, like our ending conversation. I was like, I guess we've been like each other's quarantine boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, it's like, you know, we're just so comfortable with each other and we have great conversation and we do love and care about each other. But I know because I'm so self-aware, it's like he wasn't showing up for me the way I wanted him to show up for me. And he recognized that like we multiple times over the last like six, seven months, we've had multiple like us conversations where he was like, Kel, you know, we're in quarantine. He's like, if I knew that you were the one, I would be quarantined over here with you at your house, not at my brother's house. I was like, totally. I mean, I'm, yeah, I agree. But I was like, yeah, but you know, we both work two jobs. So I think I was just using that as an excuse in my head. Like we're just respectful of each other's time. We don't need to be up each other's butts all the time, all the time, especially we can't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think I played on the story a lot, but again, I was just like very self-aware and it's like, Kelly, you know, he's not showing up for you, but you're not showing up for yourself 100% because if you were, you wouldn't be putting up with this. The strong me kind of like dwindled down to like try and make this work. I think just because the story in my head of like, I've known this man for so long, like, of course, like he knows everything about me and my family and why wouldn't we be together forever? Like we've, we've known each other forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes such a strong person and so much self-awareness to end relationships like that. Like how many people are settling in relationships with someone who isn't showing up for them or someone who's not there for them or someone who they have doubts about. So it takes so much courage and awareness, like you said, to just make the effort to end a relationship. And I'm sure it's going to suck for a little while, but so much better in the long run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because you can't find a reason not to be in a relationship doesn't mean that there's a reason you should be. So it's like... Exactly. Exactly. Again, because we weren't quarantined together, like I had a lot of me time. And so good times and or challenging times throughout the last six, seven months, like I journal a lot. So like every day I would write instead of like angry notes about him and him not showing up. It was, you know, I'm grateful for the space that he's providing me so that I can heal and be more aware of what I need to hone in on. What's missing in my life? Am I not exercising? 
exercising enough? Am I not being more creative? Like maybe there's something inside of me that's not receiving love and that's what I need to hone in on. So that's kind of like how I was able to be okay with where things were, I guess, too. Because I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have such a healthy mindset that like I wouldn't expect from someone like who went on a show like that because I feel like it could really mess with your mind. So I'm sure it, it took a lot of work probably with the coach that you worked with. And now it's really awesome that you're turning that around and helping other people too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have learned, I mean, not just from coaching, but just my experiences of like what I am able to understand about myself and use that with the girls that I coach as well. And I'm constantly listening to like webinars and masterclasses on masculine energy and just like the relationships, how to attract and all that kind of stuff. So it's like really neat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anything, so that that's kind of like what you specialize in is the feminine and masculine energy. Is that like what your niche yeah. is now? Yeah, in a sense. I mean, I think it's like becoming more and more of that. I mean, it's, it's funny because another friend of mine, she's a health coach in uh, Brooklyn. And she was like, Cal, I didn't know that you wanted to go into like business coaching. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not the business coaching. Like I'm talking like surface level business coaching. Like, yeah, I can help you with your niche and like create like passive programs. Talk about like all the legal stuff, like trademarking and copyright. Like, no, 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 that's not me. Yeah. (laughs) not doing that. I said, mine is like the base level stuff to kind of like get you started with your business and like successfully launch a program, that kind of thing. But it's all the mindset work behind your business that I am specializing in. Cause people are like, how do you get more clients? How do you grow your business? And I'm like, well, you have to get confident enough to share your story and be vulnerable and show up, you know, and there's people that aren't. And there's an energetic reason why it's because of a past trauma, a fear, a limiting belief, something is holding someone back from doing something, or it's keeping someone from showing up in a different behavioral pattern. So I try and help them understand like what their negative behavioral cycles are so that they can start to change them, which will actually help them scale their business, grow in confidence and love themselves more. Yeah. I want to be your client. Yeah, mindset, mindset really is everything. And you have so much relatable relationship experience, like questions unanswered or moving on from someone that you're not supposed to be with. So do you have advice for anyone in that situation now, or even not even a relationship, like a negative mindset where someone just needs to change that behavior or find some positivity in their lives or find some inspiration, just kind of get rid of that thing holding them back? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if they're not doing personal development work, like obviously like journaling and meditating or just sitting in silence just to hear yourself, although it can be complicated and challenging, it's really a neat thing to hear yourself and then convey it and like transfer it onto a journal, you know, and like journal out your thoughts. Um, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I might like sit there and like think I have conversations with myself all the time. And I'm like, well, do you journal your conversations out? <laughs> like put them on paper because you're actually are releasing and creating space in your brain for new positive thoughts to come in. It helps you actually see what you're thinking about. So it brings even more of an awareness to you. Like, yeah, and sometimes it sucks because you're writing something you don't want to leave your brain. Like, you don't want to confirm what you're thinking. So it can be super challenging. But to be able to do that and actually bring awareness to like, wow, I'm acting like this. I'm allowing this behavior to happen. Things like that. It's like, 
you know, we can get mad at men for not showing up for us all we want or treating us a certain way, but then we have to look back. How are we treating ourselves? Are we showing up for ourselves? Are we actually loving ourselves? Or are we just like becoming this needy, crazy girl that lost herself completely in the relationship? And a lot of us do that. So definitely just doing like a lot of personal development work, but understanding too, like one of like the biggest things I have my clients do is ask yourself like, where is this fear or like scarcity in a sense? Like, where is this coming from? When was like your joy stripped away from you? Really asking like, when was the first time I was rejected? And go back. Maybe it was like your dad. Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was like, like for me, my deep rooted story is I was in preschool and a little girl told me I couldn't play with her and the other girls. And it created this sense of obviously rejection at the time. But for me to show up in life being like, everybody's gonna like me I'm the cool kid you know throughout my entire life like when I started going through like liking boys and then they were rejecting me I'm like wait a second like you're not supposed to reject me and so I was like well we can still be friends like (laughs) I'm the cool girl (laughs) you know so (laughs) but yeah like really understanding what your deep-rooted story is and I had a relationship and like love coach practice this with me but because of this like relationship that I had obviously God tested me with the ultimate test he put someone that I've known for 25 years in my life to test me (laughs) um to see if I was really healed and really strong and in myself in my boundaries but she said you know Kelly go back to that time when you were rejected and like how would you have wanted to feel and I was like like love and accepted and compassion and just a sense of belonging and she was like okay so anytime like after that like go through whatever you can remember in your lifetime And any other time where you felt like you were rejected, envision yourself embodying the feelings of how you wanted to feel and how you would have shown up differently had you felt that way. She was like, and go through every single like episode basically of your rejection, show up differently. Basically, it was like creating a different blueprint in my mind. Yeah. It was just so neat to like really, really do that. And it's like, okay, like you have to honor and love and accept the needs of little Kelly, like your four-year-old little Kelly, and always think about what she needs, what she wants. So when a guy starts treating you like crap, okay, ask, is adult Kelly going to treat little Kelly like this? Is she going to reject her? Is she going to do it? No, she needs to love her. So only show up in that love, only show up with acceptance and honor your freaking boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. I love what you said about like treating yourself with respect and showing up for yourself because I say that all the time that like everyone says like treat others how you want to be treated, but like treat yourself how you want to be treated because I've had past relationships where I would just continue to like show up for them all the time and all the things that I wanted them to do for me, I would just keep doing it for them and hope that they would do it back to me. But then I had to stop and realize, like, why am I not doing these things for myself? Like, why do I need it so badly from this person? It's because I'm not giving it to myself. Like, if I need this person to like me, maybe I don't like myself very much right now. So it's like, you really have to turn inward and do that work on yourself in order to show up in a relationship. Yep, absolutely. And I always say this too, it's like, you go first with everything. Like, you kind of like attract what you want. So you create the emotional energy that you want from someone, you create it within yourself. So you want that love, you want the acceptance, the kindness, the trust, all of that, like have it inside of you. And then you're going to attract that emotional energy in someone else. Because otherwise, that's why the guy who doesn't show up for you keeps showing up for you but not showing up for you because <laughs> you're not, you're still in this like rejection and seeking that love and acceptance still from that other person because you haven't fully loved and accepted yourself. 
So it's like, right. and just go first. Like I buy myself flowers every time I go to the grocery store. And even if I start dating someone and they come over, like I'm going to keep doing it until he starts doing it for me. And it'll happen. Yeah, I love that. It'll happen. <laughs> and like taking yourself like on a solo date, like go take yourself to dinner. Like if there's no shame in the solo game, like go to dinner, enjoy and whatever you want. Like this was last year sometime, but I like went to a restaurant and <laughs> it was like during happy hour, like on a Friday night, like Friday, it was so funny. I like actually like, ran into like people I knew and they were like, are you here by yourself? And I was like, yeah, I'm just having dinner. And they're like, well, you can join us if you want. And I was like, no, I'm like totally okay. Like, I just really want to like chill. So I like had a glass of wine. I had like my secrets of the millionaire mind book with me and I just had like a money date with myself. <laughs> That's amazing. I need like the world to go back to being open so that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, but you can set that up like at your house too, you know, like cook yourself like a nice meal or order delivery, that kind of thing too. And just, I don't know, like set the mood as if you were like on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care is super important. Yeah, it is. It totally is. That self-care and self-love is so, so important for sure. So before we kind of like switch gears into our closing questions, I'm curious if you keep in touch with anyone from the show. I do. Yeah. So, um, well, Jessica and I, Jessica and I were friends like before, and I know that they brought that up a little bit, but uh, we didn't know we were doing the show. Like we have a mutual friend circle and I only told like a handful of best friends and then she did the same. So we like didn't know. I think there was one girl who knew because she works at a spray studio. And so she sprayed both of us. <laughs> that was the only reason that she's the only one that knew, but she didn't tell. She was like, oh, I just, you know, it was y'all's own business. So I didn't want to like, say oh. <laughs> that was funny. So when we showed up to set, like Jessica was always like, oh my God, like what? So yeah. So I, obviously I do still keep in touch with her, but I would say like more is uh, like Giannina and Damien. We actually spent 4th of July together. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's it was fun. They're great. Like I said, Damien and I like hit it off too. Um, but Giannina and I like really clicked on the show as well. Like I remember I had like some mindset book there like that I was reading and she was like, oh, can I like read some of that? And then I like wound up like, you know, like giving it to her. I was like, here, you just keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a useful tool to have on that show with you. Mindset book. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's, I mean, they're both just, just really beautiful people on the inside and out. Yeah, I liked their their story. So they're dating, but they're not married, right? Right, correct. Cool. Well, we'd love to wrap up the episode learning a little bit more about you with just some fun rapid-fire questions. So I'm curious, what is one food you can't live without? <laughs> oh, man. I would probably say <laughs> – I was going to say chocolate, but I have gone, like, a long time without chocolate. So it's probably some type of, like, carb, like pasta or, like, mashed potatoes or something. Like. Ooh. Mashed potatoes, that. that's a good one. <laughs> well, this is in theme with everything we've talked about. What is a must-have quality for you and a significant other? I would say now, I would say it's like a heightened sense of like emotional intelligence, like self-awareness. That's a good one. Yeah. No one's given that answer yet. I think self-awareness <laughs> is like a huge thing. Yeah, it's huge. Totally. <laughs> what is your proudest moment? Hmm. I would say probably like, I mean, I'd say like the show is something I can be pretty proud of. Like that's a pretty big life altering event. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, it was very energetically and emotionally draining. I mean, I, I got hate too, because people definitely told me, you know, like you're going to be single forever. Like you're going to die alone. Like all these things. Like after I said, like, I don't at the altar. I mean, I got a lot Wait, of like messages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. So yeah, we it, didn't even talk about how that must have changed your social media platform. Like, did you just overnight have like thousands and thousands of people following you? Yeah. Yeah. And you got messages, like, about, like... I mean, they were good at first, and then that last, like, you know, episode when I... Yeah, once people got to that episode, they just... They're like, what? Put <laughs> <laughs> well, yourself in that situation. Yeah, like, it wasn't terrible. Like, they weren't, like... I'm sure... I mean, yeah, there were some... I did read some that were, like... Not, like... I, I wouldn't... I don't know if I would even say, like, a death threat or whatever, but, like, there were some that were just so terrible. I mean, I just, like, immediately blocked the person, of course. You know, I don't need to waste my time, but... Yeah, I mean, there were some that were just, just nasty, and there was a, a long time, my energy was just all over the place. Like, I would, like, not look at comments, like, for a while. I mean, all my notifications are still turned off on my phone. Like, I don't have things coming in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have to yeah. go into my app to, like, read things or post or whatever, and, you know, that's also something, like, as an entrepreneur, it's like, you have to start being, like, intentional with your social media in general, otherwise it will suck the life out of you, you know, so... Well, I definitely think the show is something to be proud of, like really putting yourself out there. Yeah, thank you. This is a two-part question. So are you a morning or a night person? And what is the first thing you do when you wake up and the last thing you do before you go to sleep? I say that I'm a morning person, but I think it's just because I got so much stuff going on. I feel like I like stay up late now. <laughs> but if I could go to bed early, I would. Um, but yeah, so I do. I used to get up at like 5 a.m. every single day, whether I was working corporate job or not. But yeah, so I would say morning. But I do my savers pretty much every morning, which is a concept I learned from the Miracle Morning book. And it's a concept that I teach to all my clients too. But it's a six-step like self-care method, which you could spend a minute doing each. So you spend six minutes on yourself, or you could spend 10 minutes on each having a full hour for yourself. And it's savers, the acronym. So it's like silence, meditation, prayer, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I like you have to send us that name, the name of that, or is it a book? It is. Yep. It's called the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. So it's so great. And I've been doing it. Like I read that book at the beginning of 2018 and I have practiced pretty religiously every morning. If I don't like, if I'm at least not journaling, I know my energy will be off and I'll feel like really off. So it's really interesting how that all works. But Sometimes I don't like necessarily like exercise, exercise, but it may just come down to like doing like a 10 minute stretch. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. So just creating the movement in your body, like loosening up your body. But yeah, I journal as much as possible for sure. It really is so helpful. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. My affirmation work, like I'll sometimes do it like in a mirror or I might say it out loud, but otherwise I'll like write a few like affirmations while I'm journaling and just kind of like visualize my like next level version me and like you know, just like working with my like solo line clients or like me being in this like awesome relationship and just like how you want your life to be. Cause it visualization really does work. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And meditation works too. And it's such a hard thing to get into. Like I, st- I still have so many days where I'm like in the middle of like meditating and I just want to stop. And like, all I can think about is how I don't want to be doing this. And I think a lot of people don't realize that like so many people feel that way. It doesn't just like come naturally. Like this morning I was meditating and like, I want it to stop. And a lot of times when that happens, I just do stop. And this morning when that happened, I was like, no, like why, why do I want to stop? Like, why can't I just like sit here for like a few more minutes? And then I went through it. And then afterwards when I was journaling, like I journaled more than I have in like days because I actually forced myself to sit there and like let the thoughts come through. And I feel like it's just so important to get things out on paper, like you said, instead of just like letting them fly around in your head. 
totally. It really is. It's so important. But like I said, a lot of people have the resistance of like, I don't know, like once you get going and you get into it, it, there can be just so much resistance or just like, that's stupid. You know, it's kind of like that mentality. Like that's stupid. Like why, like why would I write down my thoughts, you know? But once you do, like one of my clients actually, like she journals all the time now, never journaled before she started working with me. And she's like, you made me like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) And she feels the same way. She's like, oh, when I like don't journal for a few days, I feel really off. Yeah. I have to make more of a point of doing it. I feel like when I wake up my head, I'm already just like so stressed about things I have to be doing or I like sleep in and then feel like I don't have time. So it takes like such an effort to just make that time, but it's so rewarding when you do. Yeah, it is. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. We're going to link everything in our show notes to your Instagram and everything, but just to close it out, can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. So yeah, you can head over to Instagram, follow me at Chase Life with Kelly. And then I also have a like private co- coaching community on Facebook also called Chase Life with Kelly. So love to see y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at mostly underscore balanced. And if you enjoyed the episode, please don't hesitate to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And we'll see you back next week with another great episode.